coffee and your Bible. January 12th. It is the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits and me. Mm. Well, this morning as we get going, the Lord lives. Blessed be the rock of our salvation. That's a fun song. That's a fun song. Welcome, beautiful saints of God. Good morning, good morning, Miss Peggy, David. Who else we got? Diana, Donna. So, praise Jesus. We're in Revelation chapter 21. So, Brother Charles is on his way back. He was supposed to be on a plane this morning. But when he got too ready to get on the plane, excuse me. When he got too ready. Yeah. When he was when he, too ready. Apparently, he wasn't too ready. Well, I can focus one thing at a time. He was talking to me. Uh, so when he got ready to load, the guys going down early, you had to go into Honduras. You either had to have a card saying you've been vaccinated or you had to have proof of a test in the last 72 hours. The country of Honduras requires that before you fly in and this is something nobody knew i knew everybody was looking into it and everybody said you didn't have to have anything 
and we did not know that. So we're going to have to all go get tests as well. Yay! Yay! Woo, woo, woo! But I understand it. I do understand it. So, uh, so we got to get that taken care of. So just pray for the whole team that everybody will, uh, test will be fine. Everybody Praise the Lord. Too. So, so I already, uh, Brother Charles already called me this morning, so he's on his way back. He said he'd be back up here sometime today. He didn't know what time. He's just going to be going down with us now. Friday night, well, I, I say Friday night. We leave out like we have to start going to the airport at 2 o'clock Saturday morning. So, All right, so where are we at? We are in the book of Revelation, chapter 21. We're going to start with verse 9, verse 9. Now, to try to give a little more explanation, I talked a little bit about this yesterday because this can get very, very confusing. Uh, well, we'll just, we'll just go, as we go through the Scripture, we'll just take it one, one thing at a time. So, then one of, starting with verse 9, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Yesterday I told you this is a, what you call a parenthetical section or an explanation section. And it definitely is all the way up to at least verse 5 of 22. <laughs> Stop moving, Mom. <laughs> she just messing with me. So, one of the angels who had the seven last plagues came and talked to me. Now, remember, we looked at yesterday that it was the one on the throne who was talking to him. And we noticed that we saw new heavens and a new earth. And then we saw this new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. And it seemingly comes down and rests upon the earth. However, what we, what we said was, this is after the millennium that this takes place because we have to have a new heaven and a new earth in order for that to happen. I'll explain more as we go. But it was the one from the throne talking to him in the first eight verses. Now it's an angel with the seven last plagues basically saying, come here and let me show you something. Let me give you some explanation and give you more information. Okay. And then he says, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and he showed me the great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of her God, of God. Her light was like the most precious stone, like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had twelve, uh, had a great high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of, Is of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb and he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city its gates and its walls the city is laid out as a square 
Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Now, this is important. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedon, the fourth emerald, the, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophrase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amphiest. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the street of that city was pure gold, like transparent glass. All right, let's stop right there and talk about this a little. So to try to give a little bit of understanding here. So I said yesterday that we're describing here a time that I would say the time period that he's explaining now has went back to millennial period and... I'll try to explain this. What seems to happen? What well, first let me give you the reasons. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 48, verses 30-35, we find out that the millennial Jerusalem is approximately 10 square miles. Ezekiel. Ezekiel 48, 30-35. It's approximately 10 square miles when you take the measurements and measure it in our measurements. Well, these measurements that's given of this new city that he's looking at is amazing. It's a cube. Its breadth, its width, its height, its depth, it was all the same. So it's a cube. But the amazing thing is it's 12,000 furlongs. Now, a furlong is a Greek measurement that's about about 600 feet. So you're looking at approximately 1,380 miles wide, long, and high. Okay? Well, why is this important? Well, it's very important because what we know is that this, this new Jerusalem cannot fit on Adamic earth, the first earth. Okay? The first earth can't handle this. Like if, like I typed into Google right before I got on here, how many miles is it till you start getting to outer space? And it said, Google says 62 miles. Uh, so 62 miles from planet's surface, you start going into outer space. Okay, so what appears to happen during the millennial is that while Jesus is on the throne in what we call the millennial kingdom, there's a new Jerusalem that is seen in the heavens. And it comes down and it hovers in the heavens. And the, there's this bright, beautiful city. And because what we're going to read is the nations walk in the light of it. 
And there seems to be an ability to be access into the new Jerusalem. But it doesn't seem it doesn't come down to earth until we get the new heavens and a new earth. Then it descends and it's forever on the new earth. And the measurements is why we say that. So so just think about how many miles when you think about high, thirteen hundred and eighty miles high where that would be sticking out into outer space. That's pretty amazing. Okay, it's amazing. So and when you think about being in the light of it, because as we go on, as we go in, on into 22.5, we see that there are leaves that are for the healing of the nations and the kings of the earth bring their glory, we read, into this new Jerusalem. And, and nobody can enter it except whose names is written in the book of life. Nobody else gets to enter into it. So there seems to be an ability to enter into it. These angels are at each gate. And so they're not going to let anybody into it. That's not allowed in. It's kind of like the Garden of Eden and the angel placed at the Garden of Eden. So it's, it's really an amazing thing. And the, the streets are pure gold, but it's gold that's transparent. So we're reading about things that we can't even really imagine. Okay, but we know this, Ezekiel describes the millennial kingdom Jerusalem 10 square miles, but new heavenly Jerusalem is, the square, is 1,380 square miles, or 1,380 miles each way and high. So it seems like it cannot be on the Adamic earth, but it has to wait for the new heavens and the new earth. Just the wall, okay, the wall, when it talks about the cubics, so think about this. The, the, the wall is, let's see, I jotted this down. Uh, 144 cubics is approximately 216 feet, which is about 72 yards. So think about a football field and, you know, about the 30-yard line. That's amazing. Okay, if there's the, the for these amount of gates to be on here, you're talking about 500 miles between city gates. Think about that. 500 miles between city gates. It just blows me away. The, the wall is jasper. Each, each uh, gate is pearl. And think about the foundations. The foundations have the names of the apostles in it. Okay, it's built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. But you, so walking in the light, let's uh, try to give an example from Scripture. Uh, do you remember when Jesus went up on the mountain right after uh, his ordeal with them at Caesarea Philippi? Then he uh, go, takes three of them up on the mountain, and then Jesus is transfigured before them. And... When Jesus is transfigured, he's shining like the sun. It's like, like this bright sun shining. And there's uh, Moses and there's Elijah on each side of them. And now, so they're transfigured and they're shining like the brightness of the sun. And yet the apostles, the three apostles, are still in their human bodies. They're not transfigured. So they're in the light of this shining bright light of the transfigured Yeshua, Jesus, and Moses, and Elijah. And so it's kind of a picture of 
the nation shall walk in the light of it. So let's read on to, to like verse 22. Let's read on and, and finish this chapter. I saw no temple in it, in the New Jerusalem, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. It had no need of the sun or the moon to shine, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. The nations of those who are saved walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, and there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations, plural, into it. But there shall by no means enter into it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. Only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and read five verses of 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits. Each tree yielded its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now that's curious. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. His servants shall serve them. They shall see his face. His name shall be on their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. Well, praise the Lord. So these things are very Difficult. I, I will agree with you on that. But it appears, and, and, and I, this is my opinion, it appears that during, during the millennial kingdom, the Lord returns and he kills all the enemies of the Lord and we enter into what's called the millennial reign. During this time, Jesus is on the throne in Jerusalem. And there seems to be this access or this ability for uh, believers to access the new Jerusalem, the holy city. But it doesn't seem to descend to earth until there's a new heaven and a new earth after the end of the millennial reign. And that's what it seems to be. And so there's healing of the nation still going on. I'd like to know your thoughts. Tell me what you think about these things. This is very interesting stuff that we're reading. Regardless of exactly how it plays out, we know that this is beautiful and this is wonderful. And we are, remember this, believers, born-again believers, name written in the book of life. Once the resurrection of the first resurrection and the millennial reign, we are forever with the Lord. We get our new body at that time before the millennial reign. Does that make sense? And therefore, we will reign with God forever and ever. Praise the Lord. Because God is making a people that will be with him forever. And he is blessing them. He has redeemed them. They are his sons. He is their God and shall be with him forever. So praise the Lord. I'd love to read your comments and your thoughts about these sections of scripture. Uh, what you think about these things.
uh, I, I think it's beautiful, the thought of, of this city shining like the sun, you know, up hovering over the earth in some degree. It's hovering over the earth and the light is shining on the earth and we see the brilliance and the beauty of it and, you know, and the those written in the book of life get to visit and the kings of the earth bring glory into it. It's, it's going to be magnificent. All right, with that, we will close today asking you to remember us in your prayers. Hold on. She's home recovering. Hallelujah. Yes, this was, we prayed for Charles's mom at the end of the day. Yes. So she's home. She did, ended up not having to have <clears throat> surgery. Um, <clears throat> so that was a blessing. Amen. Thank you, God, for those answered prayers. So, Father, we just want to thank you for the prayer that you answered. We all prayed for Charles's mother yesterday, and, and God, you speedily answered those prayers. Thank you. God, we lift up Teresa Loveday in East Tennessee to you. Lord, battering, battling liver cancer. Father, may you touch her. May you help her. God, may you draw close to her in this time. Lord, every prayer request that maybe uh, we have not noticed on here, but we will go back and look. Father, you hear the prayers of your people. We're asking you to touch. We're asking you to heal. We're asking you to answer these prayers. Help us today. Help our people today and be with us. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. All right, saints. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow for Fear Not Friday.